Alright, run it. No. Dude, we're never gonna get anywhere if you just tame creativity here, okay? I'm this sorry. is the creativity I'm basement. I'm sorry, run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Alright, run it. Hang time headlines, welcome back. As always, like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, drop a review on Apple Podcasts. Almost a full house today, no DeJong, he's missing in action again. Rumors are that he went to New York to watch the Red Sox-Yankees series. Got Damien and Drew in the building, how you doing boys? I'm not in New York, I'm here. Check the stats dog, I can see the future with my mask up. hang time, I'm a blast dog. You know what doesn't get talked about enough? What? Dave Ortiz almost died. Yeah. He got Dave shot was, up a couple years ago. He was shot in a club. Yeah. In the Dominican. Yeah. Like, there was a hit on him. Like, he got... Like, he almost died. And now he's just throwing money at the All-Star game? Yeah. I was trying to look it up because, I, I mean, I couldn't even find it. I was just sitting around... I watched the All-Star game. I guess I was one of the few people... Actually... Yeah, you're fair, a weirdo for that. It had, it had decent ratings. But, um... And then afterwards, I was sitting around watching Netflix, and I just had the TV on, and Ortiz was up there, uh, Frank Thomas, I think, was up there, it's just like a big group of like former MLB players, David Ortiz pulls out this big old, this big old briefcase, opens it up, and there are just stacks of $100 bills in there. <laughs> and you just throwing it? The like few fans that were still sticking around outside the stadium behind them, he was just Tossing out hundred dollar bills, <laughs> and not even like hundred dollar bills, like, like stands and stacks Stack. of hundred dollar <laughs> bills. Dude, that's good stuff. Dude, imagine you hit in the face with it by just like a band. It's a hundred dollar bill, dude. The other night, this has nothing to do with sports. Um, I'm out in the great city of Lowell with some friends, and this kid comes up to my friend and just starts chirping him because my friend has big ears. Like we call him ears. That's his nickname. And they're like, dude, you have monkey ears. You have such big ears. And he was like, buddy, like, I don't even know you. I'm just trying to walk home. Like, what are you doing? And then the kid keeps chirping. So then, like, these two girls that we're with, props to them. But they come over and start chirping the kid. And here's, I knew it was going to go bad because one of the girls we were with goes up to me because the kid's chirping. And we both see at the same time, the kid who's chirping has braces on. Oh no! Yeah, and she goes. She just. She goes to me. She goes, "Yo, he has braces on." And I'm like, "Yo, let's just go home, please. Let's just go yeah. home." Next thing you know, it's her and the other girl we're with, just in this kid's grill, just roasting him. Just like, dude, you have braces. You have glasses. Your shirt is whack. This and that. Girls just going in on the kid, and the kid's like, "Yo, bro, my my glasses are worth are worth two bands, man." Like, my shirt is a band. Like, everything I got, I got bands, bro. Has that kid ever seen a hundred bands, like, talking about my friend? I'm like, dude, like, stop. Like, and they literally go, when he's talking about bands, this is why I thought about it, because he said bands, and he's like, and he, and they go, what's a band? They just had no idea what a band was. I was like, buddy, your whole thing is just got ruined by two girls not even knowing what that means. And like, there he was talking a, about his braces bands. Entertainer. <laughs> Dude, he was like, I can show you my band. And like, and then like his boy was like, Dude, I've seen his bank account. Like, yeah, she's got racks on racks. I'm like, buddy, I don't care. I just want to go home. It's 2 in the morning, and I have work in the morning. Like, you think I still want to be here? And he's just like, yeah, bro, he, he's got yeah. it like that, dude. But it was horrible. Congratulations dude. on the money when you're, like, the most insufferable person on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude. On the planet. <laughs> dude, dude, you're wearing a 
Burberry shirt and you got braces, buddy, and like you're just chirping this kid for no reason. You got bands, but you can't get some Invisalign? Dude, what am I saying? Why you got braces on? You don't got Invisalign, bro. What are you doing? And, like, no hate on, like, if you got braces no, and you're, like, no. 12, bro. Like, I had braces for, like, seven years. Like, you have braces no. forever. But no. when you have braces, you have to understand that you're not in a position to no. chirp other people's physical attributes. Dog, I had the worst teeth in the history of teeth until I was 18 year, or 17 years old. And I didn't start chirping kids till I was 17 because once your teeth are straight, you can say whatever you want. You but before that... Before that, I never would because it's an easy, it's an easy yeah, shot. Yeah. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up. That's fake news, bro. Because I move, I moved to Boston. Okay. Okay. Well, seventh, seventh grade, seventh grade, seventh Schwally grade. Is a different story. I used to chirp Troy all the time. I pull up. I'm like, "What's good? My name's Lucas." You're like, "Oh, my name's Damien." I hear you got lesbian dads. No. Funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. All right. I'm like, I'm like, what, bro? Funny, like, funny, bro, funny, I just funny. met you. I no, just met no, you, it didn't just and you're coming like at my. It didn't happen like that. It came up in a conversation, and I probably just exaggerated a lot of facts. But I, yeah, I chirped you, like I chirped you, cause like, and I and I probably chirped Drew because we were in the same circle. But, but I wouldn't chirp kids who are out of my chirping range, you know. No, no, no. You got You got to chirp boys. You yeah, just can't be like throwing shade at strangers no, if you got no, braces. Like, well, dude, it's more. It's more so. You got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. If you are about to go out there and chirp somebody you have to make sure that you know th- there's there's not some toilet paper hanging off the back yep. of your shoe yep, okay? exactly like yeah. you have to take a look take a hard look in the mirror before you're going out to chirp or, someone or you say something or like you you have to get out in front of it it's like buddy i got some braces on right now but those ears on you are fucking horrible and you, and you get you get a jump on it next thing you know it's good because yeah. they can't make fun of you for, you've already mentioned it i do it all the time it's like if like Oh, you smell really bad. Maybe you haven't showered that day. You enter a place or you've been farting a lot or something. Dude, dude, dude I, don't, yeah, I, I don't smell yeah. good. Or, dude, I've been, oh, dude, who's farting in yeah. here? And you just kind of make a joke of it. And next thing you know, it's fine. It's not a problem. But, like, people. Well, you don't want to point it out to yeah, people, though, as but well. Once, no, no. If you get ahead right? of it, it's fine. Once you get ahead of it, it's fine. Once you start, once you, like, let it simmer and people are like, you know, they can jump on you, that's when it's a danger. And he let us jump. He let. Also. Yeah, but then what once you, you get a girl involved, she's gonna ruin your life. Like girls can say whatever because they have no fear. Because once you hit a girl, it's over. Like you're done. So like they have no fear. Like that guy's not gonna hit me. That's literally what she said. They're like they're not gonna hit us. I'm like yeah, I'm gonna have to fight him. It also sounds like you walked into a losing situation. Yeah, he didn't pick his battle. Very well, well, I think he was chirping <laughs> or something because like he tried to talk to these two girls like earlier in the night when we were in the bar. Like he tried to talk to them. And, like, we were just, we were clearly with them. Like, we were there with them. And, like, he, like, somehow they just kind of inched our way, their way over. And I kind of just stood there and watched as, like, like, the two girls stood there awkwardly. And they just kind of stood there, like, trying to have a conversation. And I was just like, all right. Well, I guess I'll just wait here, wait my time. And then later when it's we're not leaving. Like I'm here for anything. <laughs> and then when we're leaving, he, like, probably saw us leaving with, as a group. And then he, they came over him and his boy again and started chirping my friend i was like well this is from the clouds like what are you doing dude but uh the city of lowell doesn't get much better than are they that. townies no no, no. they're college kids. college yeah kids? other college kids other college kids you gotta strike out gracefully as well yeah don't strike out and then if you see 
the chick's walking out with another dude, you go and chirp yeah. that dude. Oh, that's a, dude. <laughs> like you're just you're in for a world of pain, like, dude. Those girls are they got you. It's done. Yeah, like, it's done. What's done is done. You wake up the next morning and you go at it again. Yeah, we you don't, don't. You don't. The battle's over. I, there's nothing scarier. Well, like on the list of like scary things, it's just, like girls in general, but like like a girl just like willing to chirp. Because they're never good chirps. Like, they're never good. But they're going to be well, hurtful. Especially, like, yeah. okay, this is probably a better example. A, a girl with at least one other girl with her. Because that other girl is going to be the biggest hype man in the world. It's like, yo, she's going to say, like, yo, like, your socks your socks aren't fuzzy. And she's going to be like, yeah, why are you walking around with no no fuzzy socks, bitch? And it's going to be like, <laughs> Dude, what? I, like, that doesn't even make sense. Cute blonde chick at the door. Who was that? You love it. <laughs> Let's see it. Just some random girl. Um, I don't know. She's selling some bullshit or something. Looks like she has a shitty job. She's cute though. Should tell her you had bands. Yeah, she should invite her in. <laughs> she asked me if I was a homeowner. Ask her to come on the podcast. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get some girls on the pod. We're trying. Do you know anything about sports? <laughs> Conor McGregor. Uh, you're hot. Would you like to be on our podcast? <laughs> <sighs> I got quick. Ooh go Uh DeJong isn't here For what reason He's in New York Going to the Sox Yankees game Yeah Which was just Postponed due to COVID-19 reasons <laughs> Enjoy New York Bro Enjoy the rats <laughs> Oh dude I <laughs> hope he hasn't Left already Beat Wild it's, Wow I mean Like We were talking about it Before the show But it's like what are we canceling games for COVID at this point? Like, the stadiums are packed. The the locker rooms and everything. No one's wearing masks or anything. Yeah, who the but hell like, knows that the fans coming in don't have COVID? You don't like, get checked. Exactly. Like, how about the other night at the Home Run Derby? No one's wearing a mask. The whole stadium is full. There's players on the field just crowded up next to each other. No one's wearing masks. But the kids fielding balls in the outfield are wearing masks. Yeah. Like, what's the point in that? Pick Why? Like, like, yeah. Like, or the College World Series getting... Uh, NC State getting sent home. Yeah, NC State. But God. then a day later, the NCAA was bragging about how they had like the highest ever attendance of the College World Series. Yeah, it's like, what are you gonna do? Why are you having like? It's so hypocritical. It's so Just... it's like subject to like your own discretion at this point, and like it just it doesn't make sense. What are you doing? You know what's also wild? How much rookie uh, contracts used to be in the NFL? Like there Sam, used to be more. Yeah. Yeah, because they had to restructure because, like, guys would hold out forever. You don't remember that? No, bro. Because now they have a set structure where, like, if you get picked up this pick, that's how much your salary is going to be. And it goes up and down based on the salary cap every year. And by your position, I think. Like, I think quarterbacks at number 15 get paid more than, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. But there's like a running whole, back at 15. But there's 15. a set yeah. equation for it because it was with the new uh, CBA deal, whenever that was, however long ago it's been now. But before, like, Sam Bradford got, like, six years, like, 60 million or something really so it was yeah, just kind of like, like open for negotiation yeah, yeah like michael crabtree held out like he almost didn't he almost went like tried to go back to texas tech but he couldn't so he had to stay with san francisco <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah so you never think through what would happen like if he held out <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that he I couldn't go back to texas tech <laughs> he's like wait i've already yeah. been drafted <laughs> He's like, shit, yeah. I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> How crazy is that? Dude, it's like if you declared for the draft when Michael Crabtree was drafted, you already could not go back to Texas Tech. 
And not only did he declare, but he was drafted. Can you go back <laughs> to college now if you declare? Yeah, they changed they that changed rule it. specifically in the NBA. I bet you they did the same thing for the NFL. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I remember it being in the NBA because a kid at my school actually did it. He declared? Oh, yo, shout out Obadiah Noel. Absolute baller. Hopefully yeah. he gets picked up in the draft this year. He's been working out with teams, too. Really, bro? Matt Lowell fell a win uh, short of, yeah, the, of March Madness. Yeah, lost to Hartford. This tragic. Hartford. Tragic. You think he'll be, like, a summer league player? Honestly, I think I think he'll he'll play in summer league. I think he could play in the G League. Uh, there was somebody. I forget what it, who it was. It was oh, Fran Fraschilla. Skywalker. I think it was Fran Fraschilla tweeted something about him he was like he he was really impressive in like this nba combine thing they had it wasn't like the nba combine it was like a smaller combine but he's been in he's been in washington like he he had a workout with the wizards one with the warriors one with the kings that's one with fire the bro like, dude he is nasty unreal two-way player like he could like i i swear he could play in the g league and once you're in the g league dude anything could happen yeah. There's so many guys who have made I mean, it from the G. Then you can really focus on that, on just exactly. basketball. Exactly. You just got to keep, yeah. I, just, I guess at that point in your career, you just got to keep, like, trying out for teams and hope hope you'll eventually get a shot. And the thing is, too, like, he could probably go to Europe and make so much money. Like, By American destiny. players in Europe make, like, make so much money. Or even, like, in China, in, C- in the CBA, Jimmy yeah, Fred's making so much money. Well, because you'd rather play in the NBA. Yeah. Or the G League, I go, yeah. that's your dream. No one wants oh, to play God. in Europe. Yeah. No one's like, grows up. Like, I want to play in the Euro League. I want to play in China. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, that's why this name, image, and likeness stuff with that college just accepted is going to be such a game changer. Because like, even someone like him coming out of UMass Lowell, bro, I'm sure he would have stacked up sponsors over the last four years. He would have oh, made yeah. some money. Like He was probably one your best player, I'd assume. Y'all oh, yeah. almost beat Hartford, went to March Madness. Like yeah. He would have a bunch of bands to sit on so that... like. Like when he's going to the G League or he's working out for these teams and he's not getting paid, There's it's no not stress. like a huge detriment. Whereas, yeah. Versus like now where you have all these players coming out and it's like they have to make this team and get this workout and then get paid like whatever the G League is going to pay them because they've made nothing in college. Exactly. Unless you're like DeAndre Ayton and you get paid, but then like you're going number one, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, the guys who got paid to go play somewhere in college are also the guys who are guaranteed lottery picks. So yeah. it's like... Now everyone has a chance to get something, and they're talking about this on part of my take. I think this this could be really funny, but like, like the small businesses that are gonna like do like TV ads or anything like that are gonna be so fun. Like, think about like small car dealerships. It will have like college kids as like their their sponsors. Like, we have like this pizza shop like right downtown, like right like amongst our campus. It's called Supas, and it's like, dude, what if they just had an ad with like like athletes? from our school just like we love supas and (laughs) or like or like anything in low just like that would be so funny just to see like that like on like the cover of the low sun or something college kids would 100 percent do that type of cheesy crap dude like i wouldn't even do it i wouldn't even do it for money like just give me like food (laughs) like give me a certain amount of money for food at your place a month and i would do it you said it's like a pizza place yeah you give me, like, one free pizza a week, maybe two, and we're in business, oh, bro. Dude, we're chilling, bro. That would be so sick. Or, like, a laundromat. Give me free laundry. Like, Yo, get sponsored by a house. Have some, like, real estate agency sponsor you. Yo, live for free. That's scheme. That's scheme, dude. Yo, you know what I should become is, like, my career is a, is a college sports agent. 
where I just market college sports athletes, college athletes to like small businesses who need like, like a face, and then they get paid. Can I be your client? No. What about me? I guess like Claremont. Do <laughs> you think that's like gonna be like marketable and like? like Absolutely to, like, not. You have to walk around with like a. Uh, I can't say that. Yeah, you have to walk around with his face on your. Shirt. No, I was gonna say something more ridiculous, but I I don't wanna I don't wanna push the envelope too much. Um, McGregor's done. Yes, McGregor's done. But I said that after his last fight, bro. He looks old. He well, I think he's just at the point where it's like. He's made so much money, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, it doesn't matter, um, like, what he does. Because, like, he's just chilling. He made a hundred-something million last year on stuff that's not involving fighting. Yeah, it's also not like he lost. Like, he brutally broke his, his ankle. Like, <laughs> well, he, he's going to take time to come back from that. Like, Well, he said it's six weeks on crutches, and then he's just back to PT, and he's he should be good after that. Yeah, but six weeks on crutches when you already have hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank. Yeah. <clears throat> Why wouldn't you at least take a break? Yeah. A long break. He also just posted a video today saying that he had stress fractures in his leg before the fight. That's bro, he's bro. coming up with way too many excuses right now. Yeah. Also, like, I'm also, sorry about it, but Conor McGregor, when he was dominant, was like the king of like, yo, fight me, no excuses, I'm gonna beat you up. And now, all of a sudden, like, I understand he has to say something because he lost, but like, even at Drew's point, like, yeah, he lost that fight because he snapped his leg, but he was getting his ass handed to him in the first round of that fight. Like, Conor McGregor, when he is on his back taking punches from Dustin Poirier, like, that's not how Conor McGregor fights. Yeah. He's a boxer. He goes at you. He's there to throw punches, and Poirier had him on his back in the first round. Yeah, because of McGregor's old. He wouldn't be fighting if people weren't paying to watch him fight. Which, by the way, UFC goddamn sucks because the, like, three hours of pre-fights or whatever, they weren't even great, and they were all better than that final card. It's like you're sitting around until midnight just to watch a waste of time. McGregor is old. He might come back if the money's there because he's still making a bunch of money, but... He doesn't even he doesn't even have that he doesn't have that fighter mentality anymore because he has a business mentality. He's moved on to like he's yeah. older. He he's run a couple of successful businesses at this point. Just sold his drink comp his whiskey company for hundreds of millions of dollars, yeah. however much it was. Yeah. Like he just doesn't need wrestling anymore. And I think the sooner that he moves on, the better for him. And the better for all of UFC, honestly, because he, he's not entertaining to watch anymore. But he's entertaining with the pre fight jargon and all that type of stuff. But then he gets in the ring and he's overmatched. I, I completely agree that that he should move on, but I don't think it, like, it would be better for him to move on. But I think that, like, for UFC, he's he means way more to UFC than UFC means to him at this point, because the reason that people watch his fights are because of the things you just said that he's so entertaining in the pre match stuff. Everyone wants to see him talk his talk and then go out there and then he, even if he doesn't, he puts up a dud like he did. People are still buying the pay per view because it's Conor McGregor. I won't be watching the night. I I wasn't buying that one. I won't be buying the next one. Yeah, and I but, think I think that he's he's used up to that was the third Conor McGregor versus Poirier. And, yeah. and he has had so many losses and just like 
boring fights in a row. It's not yeah. like this just was a bad fight and, you know, people are still going to watch him next time. It's like, at what point do you move on and get a new Conor McGregor? He's not going to be, like, yeah. he's not the young fighter that he was. He's not entertaining to watch anymore once the bell, you know, rings. Yeah, once, he, once the match starts. He, there was that interesting, like, point. I, I forget. I think it was this, earlier this year, he, maybe in the second Poirier fight, he had that interview like a pre-fight interview and the reporter reads him a quote that he said back in 2013 that McGregor said and it was like yo I've lost my mind in this game like I've lost my mind like Van Gogh and the art and shit and he's like but when I have all this money when like my mom has a house my wife has a bunch of cars my kids have so much stuff all of it's gonna be worth it because I'm gonna be rich I'm gonna be famous I'm gonna have it all and now he has it all and it's like, yeah. and he said, and he literally says at the end of the quote, he's like, I'll be happy. I lost my mind. And like, he should be happy. Like he's done. He's done it. He literally did everything he said in that quote. Like he has accomplished literally everything in the sport that he can accomplish. And he has all the money in the world. There's no need for him to fight anymore. But I think there's like always that just like, he has that feeling as like an athlete. That it's like, maybe if in I just do it one more mind. time. Yeah. Maybe if I just do it one more time, I can be that my old self again. But, like, even though, like, we all know, and he probably even knows a little bit, like, he's not that guy anymore. I think he's done. I think that that yeah. was his last fight. I think that's the last time that we're going to see him, yeah. at least for a very long time. Because, yeah, I think that he has reached that point. I mean, even with the quote that you're saying, like, yeah, he has reached that point. So why does he keep fighting? And it's like, well, you know, no wonder he, he doesn't look motivated out there because of there's nothing left motivating him. Yeah. He's, he's gotten what he... He's yeah. not a, a champion who's going to be, you know, ruling the boxing record books for 40 years. Like, he's not that... He got in, made his money. He's a businessman. And, you know, he fought hard while he was young. But at this point, I think he's lost... He's lost the love for, for the sport a little bit, which ha would happen over time. Especially when you're, like, enjoying drinking in in your you know hot tub in your basement while watching a movie on your tv and like it, instead like oh you could be out getting the shit kicked out if you were whatever in a ring exactly like, yeah, just relax you're you're old you made your money chill out yeah it's like it's like move on dude especially in fighting these guys are literally fighting for their life especially when they start they're fighting for their lives like a lot of these guys are coming from places like like, Masvidal is a guy who was, like, a street fighter for years in Miami, and he just, like, he literally said, like, it's either you win or you pretty much get beaten to, like, beaten to death on the street. And, like, he just was, like, I would just refuse to die. And, like, these guys are fighting till, you know, for their life. McGregor was just, like, this, this poor Irish kid who started fighting because he didn't want to be a plumber. Like, those type of things, once you have all of it, you don't need it because you're not fighting for your life anymore. He's just yeah. fighting because he he does love to fight, but it's like, you don't, you're not, you don't there's have nothing, that. Yeah, you're, you're not running from anything that. anymore. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's just that you have made it. You have reached yeah. the pinnacle. I know that yeah. there's maybe, like, a couple rocks that are slightly higher than yours, but, you know, fuck it. You're already at the top of Mount Everest. 
Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to push back a little bit on what you guys are both saying because I do think there is this transition of businessman. And I definitely think that he's not as invested anymore. He looks older, you know, and there is like when you've accomplished it all, you're not going to go as hard for that next fight. But at the same time, we see this with all the fighters, which is just like this urge to come back to the sport to maybe try and reach what you were before. Maybe just prove that like you're still a tough dude. Like Floyd Mayweather just fought. We've seen Mike Tyson come back and fight. Like celebrity boxing is getting bigger. I wouldn't be surprised at all if McGregor comes back and does a celebrity fight, especially because like if you just think about what we talked about earlier, he's got the personality, he's got the pay-per-view numbers, he's got the hype, he can do it all from a marketing perspective. And at some point, he's going to get called out. Maybe he's going to have that urge. Someone's going to say, hey, you aren't that tough. You've lost your three fights. And he's going to be like, hey, buddy, okay, I know I maybe lost my last three fights or two fights, whatever it is. Dude, you've never fought before. Like, you're not a boxer. I'm going to clock you're you. You're not that guy, pal. So you're not to that, that guy. I say he needs to become stronger mentally than he is physically. You can turn that stuff down as well. Floyd Mayweather didn't go out there with, a, as you said, a partially already fractured leg or whatever allegedly and then and he also didn't completely demolish his leg like if mcgregor at this point it's not worth it for mcgregor i think so if he goes out sure before this he's making the money and that's what he does best but i think at this point where he is like who knows if he's going to be able to walk again at some point you hear all the time regular athletes like <laughs> screwing their knees and all that type of crap i there's no way that what i saw was good for your leg at some point he's you you've got to step away and i also it's just the ufc as well because they've made their money too with mcgregor yeah. the product is slipping the ufc also has to move on there will be another mcgregor like there's another mcgregor that's waiting for mcgregor to step away right now so that he can yeah. take the spotlight and shine there's always going to be another young bright star dude how crazy would that be if that's like mcgregor's last moment in the ufc him just sitting up against the cage just bloodied and like joe rogan on the ground next to him and he's just screaming into the mic he's like your wife is in me dms <laughs> mate your wife but, is in me dms yeah. mike squally said there's no way that that's how he's going out i would love it there's gonna be some sort of celebrity fight or something like that I, and I wouldn't be entirely shocked if he had, like, another actual real fight. I would just be disappointed. And I honestly have no desire to watch yeah. it. Like, yeah. he's finished. It's not entertaining to watch him fight anymore. You know it's going to be worse than the pre-cards. Because also, he's not fighting to move up or anything. Like, the pre-cards, they're all, like, fighting their hardest, beating the shit out of each other. Because they want to move up and get their name out there. He already has his name out there, so you don't see that heart and, like, giving it your all and literally fighting pretty much to the death, it sometimes it looks like, in the UFC fights. Like, the the pre-cards, when the pre-cards are better than the, the final card, it, after a while, it's, it's, you gotta, you gotta move on. It's not worth it anymore. I understand it's McGregor, and he just took an L, and he's gonna say whatever and trash talk. But for me, it was like the first moment of weakness in McGregor. Like, dude, your ankle's broken. You just got beat up and around. I've talked about the excuse making, but like, I just thought he'd take the L a little more gracefully. Like, even in his last fight, he wasn't freaking out after the loss. I felt like he took it a little better. And maybe that was because he got knocked out. Like, maybe his leg breaking, he's fully conscious, he's ready to keep spitting. But for me, it was just like, dude. You're Conor McGregor, the baddest man on the planet. You don't need to be going at some dude's wife saying he's in your DMs, especially when Dustin Poirier is like, 
yo, I'm only here because I love fighting. I'm built to fight. I just fight. That's all I do. Like, this dude's a stand-up guy. He's not saying anything about your wife. I don't know. I just didn't like it. Did you guys see this Travis Kelsey news? I guess it's Travis Kels now. That's his name. You didn't see this, bro? Kels what? All right, so you didn't see this. So Travis Kels, I guess, not Kelsey, is on the Barstool podcast talking about his last name. And he just, like, casually drops that, like, everyone's been calling him, like, the wrong last name forever. So it's not Travis Kelsey. He's like, yeah, parents call me Kels, like, Travis Kels or whatever. And there was, a, like, a Twitter frenzy afterwards. You got, like, Tyreek Hill being, like, damn, I've been saying this wrong the whole time. Patrick Mahomes, like, he didn't even correct me once. So, yeah, Travis Kels. What? That makes no sense because his brother that. is also in the league. Maybe it was Jason Kelsey. also called him Jason Kelsey. He was on the Eagles, right? Yeah, he's an Eagles guard or tackle. That's unreal. No, I don't believe it. He's, he's trolling. Like, he's what do you pulling mean? our leg. How he can you just pull a How long has he been one? in the league for? It's like, like eight years. You can't just say that. No. You need to you get, get back suspended. in the news. Because you should get suspended. He knows he's the second best tight end. And this also, yeah, George Kittle is now way better than him. You think Kittle, Kittle is better, yeah. better than him? Oh, God, yeah. George Kittle is better than Travis Kels when healthy. Kelsey. Yeah. No, right, we're, Kels. We're, we're, a, we're a firm Kelsey podcast. Yes. All right, all right, all right, we're not right. a Kelsey. Kelsey podcast. Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, to be to clarify. Travis Kelsey. Strong Kelsey. Stravid. <laughs> Travis and Jason <laughs> Kelsey. Also, they should, he should be suspended for that. He Why? should like, like th- this is like a Fausto Carmona situation. Like you just completely, you completely just like changed your identity like halfway through. Like, okay, I, I can clarify again. You can change your identity. You can change your identity whenever you want. But like your name and likeness, name, image, and likeness. Like you can't just do that. Like so Fausto change- Carmona did this to us, and it ruined his whole career. What, what was his name afterwards? Roberto Hernandez? Yo, also, but Meta World Peace changed his name, and right? And he was worse after. He was worse after? Yeah. Did Ron Artest? No, he, he was... The artist formerly known as Ron turned into Meta World Peace. Ron Artest became Meta World Peace. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and he was way better when he was Ron Artest. It never works out. Ah, uh, except... Except Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What's his name? It was Lou Alcindor before, but then he tra- uh, converted to Muslim, or Islam. Because uh, Chad Ochocinco to Chad Johnson was a disaster, no, too. No, Chad Johnson to Chad Ochocinco was a disaster. Wait, really? Because he was nasty as Chad Johnson. And they changed it to Ochocinco, and he was only like in Cincinnati for like a year or two after that. And then he came to the Patriots, then the whole Miami thing happened. Travis Kelsey's name aside, our daily NFL topic, we're going to each give you our worst NFL free agency signing from this past year. So I can rattle it off. And I just think signing Corey Davis for the Jets was borderline irresponsible. I was really high on Corey Davis when he came out of the draft, but it feels like he has not put together a healthy season in ever. And now last year he was good. Like I'm not going to hate on it, but if you look at that Titans team, he wasn't a number 1 wide, wide he wasn't a number 1 wide receiver. That was AJ Brown. He wasn't even a number 2 weapon because Derrick Henry's getting the ball a bunch. He was kind of an afterthought. So to come in on the Jets and expect for him to one stay healthy throughout the entire year, two pay him like at the top of the market in terms of wide receivers, he was one of the highest paid wide receivers, 27 mil guaranteed. And three, just like think you're going to get that type of production from him. I hope it happens, but I simply do not see it. Yeah, rode the boat. You know, Western Mish alum, Corey Davis. 
definitely a baller in college and hasn't really proved in the pros, I guess. But, like, it's also tough because they're a very run-heavy offense in Tennessee. They haven't really had a a quarterback who's a, a throw-first player. You know, Tannehill and Mariota both are, like, weaker quarterbacks, I think you could say, when it comes to passing. And also when you have a guy like A.J. Brown as your number one, like, you're not going to look at a guy like Corey Davis as much in, you know, dire situations. And, but I think it was also necessary for the Jets to get someone for um, Zach Wilson because, you know, he's a, he's a rookie quarterback. He's going to need someone to build chemistry with, someone to find, someone you can count on. And I think Corey Davis could be that guy. He's not going to be like a guy who's going to guarantee you a thousand yards, but he could definitely give you some production. And I do have to point out that, like, they drafted Corey Davis at five, so there's no way that if Corey Davis was producing at the rate that the Titans thought he would when they picked him at five, that they would have drafted A.J. Brown in the second round a couple years later. Like, that's essentially admitting that that pick did not work out. But I do see your point where the Jets definitely had to go after a wide receiver. For me, though, maybe someone like Juju Smith, who got literally 12 mil on a one-year deal from the Steelers, like... I feel like if you toss him thirty-seven mil, he might be interested in coming to New York. He wanted he wanted the one-year yeah. deal or make a, uh, yeah, or make a bag. Yeah, they're because they were talking. I, I remember them being in connection, and then the Jets probably just weren't willing to pay him as much as he yeah. wanted because they've had a bad experience with another Steelers free agent with Le'Veon Bell, obviously. So like they probably just didn't want to repeat that, especially with a new a young quarterback. You don't want to start that like regime off the bad way. Yeah, I'm with you that I'm kind of in the middle of you guys that they needed to get someone, they needed to get weapons, Corey Davis, why not? They also have pretty much unlimited money because there's nobody on that team. They're not really paying too many players. Um, however, it's kind of interesting that you're going to go and get Corey Davis because, yeah, now Corey Davis is the only focal point on your offense pretty much, and he hasn't even shown that he can really be you know, a, a nasty number two. He was pretty good last year, but you know, do you, do you really think that he's going to step in in New York and immediately change change things via number one? I know they have Jamison Crowder. He's not another a number one either. Player I chose. This one was a surprising one. I don't even remember seeing this happen, but the Chicago Bears signed Cairo Santos to a three-year, nine million dollar deal kicker Cairo Santos and for me the Chicago Bears are always and will always be known as you know interchanging kickers never having a kicker who's able to hit uh, a clutch field Double goal doink. yeah exactly not never having a, never having a kicker to kick a field goal in the playoffs they're they're gonna just keep cycling through kickers I see no reason why after one year you're handing out three years to Cairo Santos when <laughs> you're just probably going to end up eating some of that money in a couple of years anyway. Why not just bring in a kicker on a one-year deal? Why not draft a kicker in the seventh round? Like, do anything. I think it's stupid to pay a kicker any amount of money unless they're, like, elite. Justin Tucker, fine. Especially Have a bag. Years. But, like, anyone else, the second you're not dealing with a top three, top five kicker in the NFL, just draft someone in the sixth round or don't even draft them. Just sign them undrafted. They'll work out. They'll be fine. I would... I would just put any amount of money. I would put, I would put, what do I own? I would put like all my toiletries on the fact that Cairo Santos is not going to. I don't think you know what a toiletry is. You want no deodorant? 
No brushing your teeth, no like, floss, sh- no shave. Is this for the rest of your life or what you currently have? No, what I currently have. That's so little. That's, that's so little. <laughs> well, I don't have a lot to offer, dude. That's what, that's like, it should be impressive that I'm offering all that I have, okay? It's a thought that counts. I said buy yourself something nice. That's horrible. That's <laughs> absolutely horrible. <laughs> You really, your toiletries. Dude, your toiletries cost like $27. Fine, not my toiletries. I take it back. Jesus Christ. I, I just think that's stupid. Okay, but it doesn't matter. Move on. My player, my player, is not a kicker. He's a utility guy of sorts, Dory Jackson. A big name guy when he's at USC. And then he kind of fell under the radar after USC because USC's not the big powerhouse that they were. He got drafted late by the Tennessee Titans. And he was a free agent this year, got signed to a, a semi-big deal with the New York Giants, which just seems like, what are you really paying for with Dory Jackson? Like, I feel like he's kind of been irrelevant in his career. Like, he's, pro- he, like, he's been a solid player in, like, the, in the return game, but he hasn't really done much as a corner. He has two career interceptions. He isn't really going to... He's not going to be your number one corner. And I don't know. I feel like the Giants just have this habit of doing this. They did this with Janoris Jenkins as well a few years ago where they just give these corners... They love giving defensive players in general just the bag. They love drafting bad defensive backs and overpaying for average defensive backs. Exactly. And it's like, where are you you going with this move, right? Because Daniel Jones is still kind of an unknown in New York and Dory Jackson is not really going to help that case but like is your is he really like the main focal point of your offseason is that really what you need to do yeah I don't see him being a a key player an X factor a leader of that defense and you know what it's going to be is in a couple of years when they need money and maybe they're competing for the playoffs he's going to be a contract that they look at and are like damn it like how do we get this off the books how can we clear up this space how can we get a dory jackson to another team so that we can sign this guy who can be a difference maker or yeah. this guy because he he just doesn't make that difference by himself yeah i think but like i think a dory jackson has like he has this weird sleeper potential where if you put him in the right situation he could definitely do something i just don't are the giants the giants are not that situation yeah. and that's why he is my worst for signing the offseason because like if you put a dory jackson somewhere like new england like, Bill Belichick would eat him up because he could do literally anything. He would throw him in the slot a little bit, too. He would throw him into kick and punt returns. But, like, and he would be a good, you know, second or third corner behind J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore. But, like, he would be the perfect slot corner. But, like, in a place like New York, it seems like they want him to be more than that. And he, he isn't really that. Yeah, they want him to be like a boundary guy and a, a leader of the, the secondary. Dory Jackson, just one of those players who has not lived up to his name. Sick name, USC, big brand, as you mentioned, Damian, and has not delivered. One more just rogue name I'm going to throw at you both, and I'm not fully sold on this. This is a developing take, but I was looking at some Matthew Judon sacks. Big time signing for our Patriots linebacker which we absolutely needed and I think that's sometimes when it gets dangerous when you sign someone at a position of need Judon has never had a 10 sack season not once he's never had more than 61 tackles so it's not like he's out there having big seasons making huge plays producing at this incredibly high level yet we paid him top 10 in total money and guaranteed money at his position 
for linebackers. So I think that one right there could come back to bite us in the ass. Set the edge. I disagree, but I can see you being right. So where I'm seeing it from a Patriots perspective is that watching Patriots-Ravens games and watching the Ravens primetime games, Judon seemed to be a player who came up huge in the big moments when you absolutely need him to. And so I don't know if that's a good thing because of we're getting a player that does that or if that's a bad thing because then it's like, well, what is he doing the rest of the time when you aren't watching him? And then also I want to say there were a couple of other pass rushers signed to similar deals. And like I'm wondering, do you think, would you rather have those guys than Judon? The Titans got someone, and then there was Yannick Ngakwe got a big deal from the Raiders as well. And I, I would rather have Judon than Ngakwe, I think. I think I would just rather have what Bill Belichick normally does, which is he signs like three linebackers off the scrap heaps for I like think- a total of $5 million instead of dropping 65 on Matthew Judon and like one or two of them ends up being solid. I think Judon is the... is If, if he's going to drop a bag... Belichick's going to drop a bag. It almost feels similar to the Stephon Gilmore signing, where it's like, it's kind of a shocking move. Is he going to really be worth it? And I think that he's a guy that like just fits in Bill Belichick's yeah, defense. Because I think he's going to be really, really good. Gilmore in Buffalo was not the Gilmore that he's been in New England. Yeah, like, not at all. He was solid, but he was definitely not the number one corner in the league. Like Now people like talk about him like he's like the Darrell Revis of, like, the league right now like he's that good but like he in buffalo he wasn't that big like he was kind of a dud like he was a high draft pick he was a first round pick for buffalo and like you said earlier Troy, like if he was that good in buffalo they wouldn't have let him go as a first round pick you know they would have kept him they would have signed to an extension an extension but they didn't yeah no it's a developing take damien and drew it's not fully cooked yet it was just like when i was looking at the contracts i was shocked Move on to some basketball and NBA Finals. I definitely want to jump into that. We are a Suns podcast, but we got to talk about USA Basketball first. Because... Dude, we suck. We suck. You took it out of my mouth. I didn't even have to say it. We're horrible, bro. We're so bad. We lost to Nigeria. And Australia. And Australia. Also, I don't like the fact that Patty Mills is balling because now everyone's saying, come come to the Celtics, Patty Mills. And everyone knows that Patty Mills is not a starting NBA championship point guard in the NBA. Stop. I hate that. Someone has to score the basketball. And he just happens to be the best player on Australia. And that's why he's doing it. Patty Mills is so garbage. Dude. <laughs> please. No. Dude. Like, keep everyone. I see Dan Greenberg tweeting like, oh, Patty Mills. Oh, Patty Mills. No, stop it. And then did you see... Did you see the slander Jason Tatum was getting after? First of all, he deserves slander. But specifically, after we after Team USA lost to Nigeria and then lost to Australia, and then they won their third game when Jason Tatum was all of a sudden gone, it's like, oh, Jason Tatum's not there and Team USA won? It's like, no, they finally did what they are expected to yeah. do. And then Popovich saying that, that they, they're not blowing out teams. These good teams, they don't get blown out. Team USA blows out all the other teams in exhibition games every single Olympics. Yeah. It's just, look look at the history. That's not even a debatable like statistic. <laughs> Dude, we literally just said it. Patty Mills is the best player in Australia, and he's not a starting quality You're player KD. in the NBA. And we, we have, have KD. Lillard. We don't we have, have to name anybody else. We have KD. Yeah. We have KD. And they're, everybody on our team. The worst player on, on Team USA is better than 
almost every exactly. single other player on every other Nigeria. team. Minus Luka Doncic. Yes, I know there's Luka, and there's, there's going to be a couple of guys here yeah, and there. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of stars. NBA is, you know, there's five guys on the court at a time. If one of these countries have one good player, they should not be able to beat like, if we like, can't, If we can't beat Australia or Nigeria, like, what happens when we play Spain? Like, what happens when we play... What happens when we play Luka in Slovenia? Like, what happens in those the games? Bears. Because, like, at the end of the day, Nigeria has probably its best team in the history of its country with four guys on its in the starting five that are NBA players. But those NBA, And that Agave kid can play, yeah, no, bro. those guys can ball. Those guys can ball, but our whole team is NBA players. We're, our whole team are NBA starters, and most of them are all NBA players. So it's like... If if you can't beat Nigeria, you're gonna have trouble getting even close to the gold medal game. But there, do not. I refuse to give Team USA an excuse for losing these exhibition no. matches. No, I don't care. I don't care how tired you are. I don't care if you haven't eaten in a week. I don't care if no. you you've had your eyes kept open with duct tape since 2021 began. You should not be losing to these significantly worse. It's they like were twenty nine and a half point favorites yes, against Nigeria. You were twenty nine and a half an NBA All Star game going up against pretty much a G League every the, single time you go out there a G League team. The last time they played Nigeria, they won by forty five. The time before that, they won by like seventy three. Dude, they were fifty two and two in exhibitions entering these last two games. They are now fifty two and four. Just think about that. In United States, USA basketball history, since they started playing basketball with NBA players in the Olympics, with all of these all-stars, Jordan, whatever, dates all the way back, they lost two in the last week. It's not yet. There, there, there's nothing different this year besides the team just doesn't seem to really want to compete. The talent is very clearly there. Don't you dare give me any sort of excuse for no. why this team... No. Is losing. <laughs> and now I might just have to give you an excuse, so just let it sit for a minute. Drew and I have talked a little bit about this, I know, but just, I do... You don't believe in this excuse. There's no way. No, I'm not huge on this excuse, but I do think maybe it plays a little bit of a role. But regardless, it doesn't matter. It, doesn't matter. it does not matter. You have to get the dub, but just hear me out, all right? Because I've talked to you about this, Drew. Damien, we haven't touched on this. Stupid. These exhibition games are being held in Vegas. There's rumors going around from a lot of the casino workers, employees in Vegas that these NBA superstars are out partying doing stuff. And hold up. They're about to be quarantined in Tokyo for like a month and not be able to go anywhere. So part of me wonders if they're getting all of this partying and all of this out of their system. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Kevin Durant, you have to beat Dude, Nigeria. Because the like, thing are is... the Nigeria players not partying? Yeah, exactly. Also, the 92 Olympics, Jordan historically talks about being up all night playing poker yeah, with the boys, true. and then going, playing golf, like two rounds of golf, and then going and just beating Montenegro like it's nothing. It and beating France like it's nothing. And beating whoever they played like it was absolutely nothing. Also, there's the, famous, there's the famous video of like the 2008 Olympic team with LeBron and CB3 and Dwight Howard eating in a gas station Wendy's. Literally the... Like, hours before a game that they would go on to win by 30-plus more points. You cannot use that as an excuse because these guys, this should be a cakewalk for these guys. Yeah. 
And it's almost it's almost more noteworthy and newsworthy that they're using that as an excuse than than that that is possibly the reason why Team USA is losing. Because oh. yeah, it's just there's just too much talent on Team USA yeah. to lose to Way these teams much. with too little talent. And I'm almost starting to root against Team USA, and I am the biggest USA sure. fan. Yeah. I root for us in all the Olympics. I want us to get more gold medals, beat everybody else at everything. But basketball is that one sport that we have just dominated for so long that to see us not dominating it would be tough if we didn't have the talent. But to see all of this talent just like not really try and come up short, it's like, I don't want you to win. Like, take that L to Nigeria. Take that L to Australia. Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not that far yet, but I, I hope that they at least get some sense knocked into them. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, they're not playing for the Timberwolves or the Boston Celtics. or anything. They're playing for the United States of America. We're all expecting that they're going to play their hardest for us. It's, you know, an honor to put that on there. They're asked do you want to be on this team they're not forced to be on that team there are plenty of players in america who would try their asses off if given that same opportunity so cut it with the losses to nigeria and australia are you kidding me you touched on this earlier drew just very briefly but i think i need to go back into it greg popovich talking about how team usa doesn't blow out other teams bro what are you on you've been the coach of this team forever and they ruin other teams. Like, historically, their margin of victory over Nigeria is like 40 or 50 points. Like, yo, it's not embarrassing to talk about blowing other teams out when you factually have been beating them by 50 or 40 points. It's one thing if you say, yo, we're destroying these other teams, we're running through these playoffs, and the other teams are like, wait a second, we're kind of hanging in there. Like, don't disrespect us like that. But there's been no hanging in there by other teams, and... Another developing take, I guess that's going to be a theme of this podcast. Damien, I don't know how much you're going to like this one, but I'm starting to not like Pop that much, and he might be a little bit of a fraud. I'm not fully there yet, but he just has not gotten a ring since Tim Duncan. It feels like he was a great coach. He loses his superstar, and like every other NBA coach, he's just a normal NBA coach. So... I, developing take in its earliest stages, not there yet. I know I'm going to get some flack from this, but is Greg Popovich a fraud? No, no. And I've heard that take. I've heard that take elsewhere as well, but he's not a fraud. He began coaching the Spurs at the beginning of the Tim Duncan era, yes. Hold up. He actually began coaching, shout out, Pomona Pitzer basketball okay. in Claremont, California. Okay. Don't no, sleep, no, bro, no. on the five C's. Yeah, yeah okay, fine. <laughs> Stan Van Gundy coached him one year at UMass Lowell, too. So, uh, But here's the deal. Greg Popovich isn't a fraud. He had Tim Duncan for all of those years, right? But then after Tim Duncan retires, Kawhi Leonard is now his star. He didn't win with Kawhi, but though, when Tim Duncan you, wasn't on the team. If you, for, if you, if you don't forget... Kawhi Leonard goes down with a Zaza Pachulia ankle roll against the Warriors in, I believe it's the Western Conference semis. It might have been the Western Conference finals. If he doesn't get hurt, everyone had the Spurs. The Spurs were the favorites in that series. And if the Spurs make it to the finals, they're going to win. They're going to win because it was whoever is winning that series. He gets injured. That starts the whole Kawhi injury saga where he misses a lot of time the next season. And then there's like, oh, why isn't Kawhi coming back? Why doesn't he want to come back? The next season, he's then traded to Toronto. That all falls apart. So, in fairness to Pop, he only had one year where Kawhi was really his guy, where they had a chance to win a title. And then after that, 
it's been kind of like like what do you what do you expect Pop to do with Demar Derozan and the bunch? Like who else you got? Kobe White. I was expecting Bonnie something Walker. like we saw from the Celtics with Brad Stevens when he pulled up with IT, which is like, hey, you're not gonna be incredible in the playoffs. I'm not expecting you to like win a playoff series, but during the regular season, I'm expecting you to be like a four, five, six seed, compete hard, be entertaining basketball, like ten games above five hundred. And I just felt like Brad Stevens hasn't been, I, and I just felt like Greg Popovich hasn't been elevating the rest of the players around him. I feel like they elevate him. But we weren't that at first. Like if you remember, like we weren't. We were an eight seed twice with Brad, and we got swept twice with Brad in his first two playoff appearances that's what you should expect of Pop now, which he did. Like, they made the playoffs a couple years with DeMar DeRozan. But the thing is also, like, he's in the Western Conference, much harder conference than the East. In that comparison, I feel like, you know, he just doesn't have the same... It's just, it's not, it's not the same. Pop's not... I, I just can't wrap my head around calling him a fraud because he, he hasn't won in the last few years without a real superstar. You know, he's sneaky hasn't won since 2014, which is starting to get up there. So I'm not, again, I don't want to keep pushing this narrative like I totally back it because it's still a very developing take. But the other thing that makes him kind of fraudulent to me is like, okay, bro, if you haven't won a championship since 2014 and you had the whole Kawhi Leonard thing and now it's been four or five years and you realize that like, hey, without a star, it's really hard to win in the NBA. Well, you're Greg Popovich. You're like one of, considered one of the greatest coaches. How can you not recruit a star to San Antonio? San Antonio sucks. You literally just said it. You literally answered your own question. San Antonio. What star is going to be like, hey, I want to go to San Antonio. Good weather during the winter where they play. No taxes. You get to keep what all the money. Star? Ask Chuck Barkley, fat chicks. <laughs> what star What star has ever they signed? They love their churros, baby. <laughs> Dude, he did. That, that is a quote. But, like, who, like, who has ever signed? What big name star has ever signed for the Spurs? The biggest name free agent they've ever gotten was LaMarcus Aldridge. I was about to say, it has to be LaMarcus Aldridge. And he's Aldridge. not a big, like, in, in comparison, in the realm of big name free agents, he's not one. And that was also when they had Kawhi, Manu, Tony Parker, and Tim Duncan. They had all those guys. Who was he going to recruit? Hasn't he been coaching USA Basketball and all of these other teams and working with oh players? Just be like, dude, I'm a good coach. Come play with me. Do you think, okay, so he's like, hey, KD, you're on the Nets right now. Do you want to come to San Antonio and play with no one? No, but, like, maybe a Bradley Beal who wants out of Washington, like, hey, you've been dealing with a dysfunctional organization your entire career. You've been in D.C., like, come to San Antonio. We got a good coach and we got a good support system. We'll build it around you. We'll do something. And maybe it's not even a Bradley Beal player, but, dude, it's been nobody. Like, you said it. It is San Antonio, but other no-name destinations will get free agents in the NBA. Like, dude, what were the Nets before KD and Kyrie went there? I understand they were New York, but they were garbage. Garbage, bro. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I don't like I don't care like you cannot compare Brooklyn and San Antonio. We're talking about cities here. We're not talking about like like franchises. We're talking about cities. If if it was based on franchises like past success or especially recent recent past success, of course San Antonio. They won five championships in the last 20 years. Brooklyn has has made one finals in the last 20 years. But we're talking about cities here. Katie and Kyrie want to play in Brooklyn. Speaking of frauds though, Damien out here calling the Bucks frauds on our last podcast, and they've since come back, won a couple games, series tied at 2-2. Bucks still frauds? As of right now, yeah. They got to win it all. Technically. They got to win it all, yeah. I hope. I hope 
don't. <laughs> That's going to be one of your tougher takes if, if they the, come and get honestly, a chip. Honestly, that will be one of the sadder days of my life because, like, honestly, like, I have literally nothing against the Bucks. I just think they're frauds. But, like, then I just don't have a take anymore. And then I'll have to de- develop my own take again. <laughs> and, like, this take has been really good to me for the last few years because, like, they have been very fraudulent and, like, People just love Giannis so much. And I love Giannis. He's, like, a really good dude. But, like, he they're such frauds, dude. Like, and until they win, if they win this series, like, they won't be frauds anymore. But, like, it's just so fun to have that one team where it's, like, you guys are supposed to be so good, but you're not. Kind of like the first year in Miami when they lost to the Mavs. Like, I didn't necessarily like anybody on the Mavs, like, that much. But it's, like, it's just fun to see that, like, this really good team is getting beat, you know? You could start calling CP3 a fraud. <laughs> no, I would <laughs> Will that never. make you feel bad? <laughs> no, no, not even close, dude. The Suns are a team of well, they still they still have to win two more, to be fair. They've, what, won two in, in They've Milwaukee each won two. now? Yeah. They've each won two at home. That's like, that's like, so what we're talking about here is like, the this situation is a classic situation of like, when your team is down, like, it, like say, for instance, when, like, we're younger, we were playing soccer. We'd go down like four zero, five zero in the first half, and our coach would tell us at halftime, "It's like, well, if they scored four in the first half or they scored five in the first half, you guys can do the same in the second. No, you, no, we can't. No, you can't. <laughs> like, buddy, no, we can't. It's also- but the Bucks in this situation, and the Suns. It's like, oh, we've both already won two games, so we both could win mo- two more games. Yeah, we've won, and it's also another situation of like, oh, we've won four games in the past in the playoffs. Maybe we can win four games in this series. So, you know." It will be good. Now it's a best of three, you know. Yeah. It's even right now. This is exactly what you want. Two I mean, wins at home, I mean, two wins at yeah. home. Yeah, to be fair, like, it's like the momentum's with this, the Bucks, obviously, now because they've won the last two. But it's also like, this is how the series are supposed to go because it's two, two, one, one, one. Yeah. So it's like you're supposed to win your home game. So, like, in in reality, right now, the Suns are still on pace to win the title. But, you know, the momentum was the Bucks. Is the Bucks going to Phoenix and they win game five? Then I'm gonna start freaking yeah, out, then you're and on. then I'm gonna have to start searching for a new take. <laughs> it's kind of like when the Warriors, yeah, like I was a big Warriors, I was a big Warriors fan. Like there, when they were kind of like the underdog, and then they started winning. It's like I don't care, you're good. Yeah, you know, you did, you did what yeah, you're supposed you were to do for the underdog team. Once they're good, it's like the Astros. I used to love the Astros when they were losing like 105, 106 games a year. Yeah, like all of a sudden, Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, all these guys. They're really good. I'm no longer rooting yeah. for the Astros. How about how about uh, the other day the Astros Yankees game on this so other there three game series I think it was Saturday Aaron Judge grabbing his shirt like yeah. keeping it closed chirping the next day the Astros have like a six run ninth inning and Altuve hits a walk off home run and they rip off his shirt at home like that was so electric <laughs> dude I love the Astros. I love everything about them. <laughs> Everyone hates the Astros, and I actually just love them. Because, like, also... I hate the Astros. Also, Altuve said the reason why he didn't want to get his shirt ripped off back last year was because he had an embarrassing tattoo. They ripped off the shirt. No tattoo. It was gone? <laughs> you didn't see it? Yeah, I no, it gone. No Do you know tattoo. what the tattoo is, by the way? No. Dude, it's his ex-girl's name on his chest. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but, like, was there actually a tattoo originally? Like, oh, yeah, the, right across his tit, the, like, the oh, name okay. of his girl. Oh, yeah. It's pictured, you can look at it. first, at first, I, well, of course, Shoy knows, of course Shoy knows that. But, uh, like, it, historically, Ooh, historically for the, 
historically for the listeners, Schwally like knows every athlete's tattoos like left and right. But I thought he just never had a tattoo, and that's why I thought it was so funny. Cause I thought he just lied. He's like, I have a bad tattoo, but just no one's yeah. ever seen it. His exes. And then they finally rip it off. It's like, dude, you don't even have a tattoo. His like, exes. Well, he, he got it laser. He started getting a laser removed last year. So I guess it's fully gone at this Gosh, point. Yeah. I thought it was still there, but <laughs> that was dummy funny. Um, don't get a girl's he, tattoo on your chest. Bad uh, idea. Aaron, Bo- Aaron Boone was pissed about that. Dude, um, Aaron Boone sucks. Yeah, shut the hell up. Like, dude, you hit one home run. It's baseball. You hit one home run, your team didn't even win the World Series after it. It's all it. fun now. Like, like you're gonna talk they're gonna yeah. talk some crap, then your players are gonna talk yeah. crap. Like stop Dude. this stupid no. unwritten rule. And Dude. speaking of baseball, I mean a pretty big all star week, home run derby popping, and I just got some things I need to get off my chest with baseball and the way their sport is trending so right you now. You need to get some things off your chest as well? Pause. Like yeah. Lots of things that I gotta get off my chest. Okay. <laughs> First of all, tuned into the home run derby, biggest story of the night, Shohei Otani. Yet you're gonna make me wait an hour and forty five minutes to see this dude lose in the first round. Are you kidding me? Are you effing kidding me? Next of all, if you watch the graphics, it was like a video game. It was like I was watching MLB the show. Horrible. Horrible. Like every single player comes out and they introduce them and they make them all line up in the center. And they make them all line up in the middle of the field and then do like that fake bat swing right into the camera like it happens in video games. It was like, are you tailoring this to six-year-olds who are not watching your product, by the way? Like a 65-year-old man might be tuned into the Home Run Derby, the All-Star Game. Like, I'm sorry. Get all the six-year-olds you want. Make it look like the show. Like they are not watching your product. Next of all, Drew pointed this out to me. They didn't even show on ESPN like the graphics in terms of the distance for the home runs. So I'm watching all of these home runs. There's these bonuses where you get extra time if you hit a home run like more than 475 feet, two over 440, whatever the numbers are. But you don't even know how far the balls are like going out of the stadium. ESPN for like the first 30 minutes, they couldn't get the cameras figured out. So you'd watch them hit one ball and you'd track it and you'd be like, oh, that one just went off the ball. Oh, that one just went off the bottom of the wall. And then you'd see, like, three more home runs had just been hit on the top left of the screen. You're like, oh, missed all of those. The home run derby, absolute garbage. Runs so poorly. I was just disappointed because it was so sick. Colorado, players are hitting bombs. I'm rooting for them. And it's like, bro, you literally have, like, seven rounds that are four to five minutes of action. Like, you got max 35 minutes of action, and you're going to make me sit here for three hours? Baseball, you found a way to make something that was 30, 40 minutes max into the entire length of a baseball game. No, no home run derby is 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, it but never it was, was. It was also ESPN. The actual action of the home run derby is 30, 40 minutes max because it's four-minute rounds, and you have four in the first yeah, round, two always, in the second, and then always one. Been so I got it, bro, but that's like literally 28, 30 minutes of action. Dude, it can last an hour. Wait, it can no, last no, no, two no. hours. The second no, the it's last... The first round, there's eight players... They all hit for four minutes. Each can hit four minutes. Yeah, that's 32 right there. All right, we should not be doing math on this show. And I'm horrible. You're going to get flamed because then the next Dude, round no, is no, no, four no. players, obviously, for four minutes. Yeah. So that's 16 minutes. Uh, so that's 48, 48 minutes. 48. And then you have two guys at the end. Is it still four minutes? Yeah. Okay, so you have 56. Fine. 56 and minutes. breaks in between everything. How does that take? Because it's a marketing Three event. hours, bro. It's, it's like always been hours. that way, though. No, okay. No, no, ESPN, did you watch it? No. ESPN watched it. The, the Home Run Derby itself was extremely entertaining. I love the new round system. I love the new, how quick it is. 
to be fair, it, it leads to a couple issues like Trey Mancini did spectacularly. However, like, isn't there, there's a rule, I think, where the ball has to land before the guy can pitch it, and Trey Mancini's pitch was, just, was just hocking him, yeah. like, <laughs> over and over again. But it also made it more fun. Then the, the fact that the graphic for home run di- distance wasn't there, it, to be fair, it's probably tough to do with how quickly they're doing it because they're no longer doing the out system. But I would sacrifice the home run distance thing for how quick it was. I thought the overall event was good, but then like the players would step out of their box for their, their timeout yeah. in between their three minutes of hitting, and ESPN would have to put up a 30-second advertisement during their timeout instead of talking about how Shohei just did in his first minute and a half of the round or whatever. So it's like ESPN... ESPN blew it because ESPN should be struggling for money at this point. They better be. ESPN is atrocious. They're about to get a, get NHL, and I hope that that just brings them even more trouble and people pissed off at ESPN because they don't deserve to be where they are at this point. The MLB, I think they did a fine job working around what they had and what they had to do. But then, yeah, they also tailored it to kids very hard. But then, what do you expect? Of course, they're going to do that. You you want the children market. That's where you're you're going to get lifelong fans who are going to be purchasing jerseys and tickets. And not if that. they're not watching your game, though. Bro, they were who's showing the graphics. That, who's to say... Joy, how many little kids do you know that they were telling you that they weren't watching? Yeah. I, I don't know any little kids. All right, say, let's clear that up. I know little no kids. little kids. Dude. Do you remember when there was this graphic? Like of course, and it, we didn't like it because we're adults. That's what you're saying. But if there were kids watching, I could see them liking it. And yeah. then also they had so much on the pitch, or the exit velocity and the launch angle and all that type of stuff, which get rid of it. Like You just want to see balls fly far and where they end up balls. landing and all that. Yes, balls. and Flying and, far. Yes, flying far. And... and, and and splashing around and all that, but no, Pause. no one, no one cares about how like quickly they coming exit the back, coming and going, how the the angle, the trajectory that it's leaving its tart, its its initial, <laughs> its initial base, yes, and where it ends up base. hits the target. You know, after it leaves the wood, we just want to see how far can it go. Pause. <laughs> Pause. 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 And who catches it? <laughs> Yo, dude, Damien. And if it makes it to its final which destination. Kid, which kid catches it? <laughs> but it, it, it could have just been so much better because the Home Run Derby genuinely, I think, is one of the most potential like for entertaining events yeah. in, in sports. Because also, who doesn't want to sit out in, in the outfield during the Home Run Derby and you've just got dingers hitting left and yeah. right? Alonzo, who won, I think hit like 78 home runs or something. He broke Barry Bonds' single-season home run record in one night. And like everyone was hitting 20 or well, more thin home air. runs. Thin air. Thin air. It doesn't matter. They should, like Swally was saying, if it was no. realistic, they would. They should do it every year there because it was so much. That was fun my take. Every single year, home run derby at Coors Field. I don't care where the All Star game is. Yeah. Give me the home run derby there. No humidor, whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's see they balls fly. Well, Pause. That's like that's like running sick. a marathon with a wind at your back, though. To be fair. Yeah, it's better. Would you rather see people run faster or slightly slower? Would you uh, rather go to a marathon for four hours or two hours? Well, that. Completely different. Yeah. You well, obviously have never been to a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> the people who are the fastest people in the world are running a two-hour marathon, regardless. The people who are 
who are just casuals are running four-hour marathons. Okay, but we're not going to even get into that. I think the Home Run Derby could be the greatest thing to ever happen if they did do it at Coors Field every year. I agree. But, like, what is it that, like, it's missing? Like, what what do you need it to be so it is, like, that marquee event? An hour and a half. Yes. Literally, literally the one thing was ESPN dragging it out. And the announcers. Oh, my Lord. Joe Buck and the sideline reporters. It was all so awful. Okay. And, dude, normally I rag on the announcers because they're like, back, 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 another one. And it's like, dude, I was sitting there watching ESPN like, dude, all you have to say is back, 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 another one every time. And it wasn't there. Chris Berman didn't do it. No, he wasn't there. Wow. Isn't that horrible, bro? I don't even know who that was. Wait, it was on ESPN and Joe Buck did it? Joe Buck. Is Joe Buck a part of ESPN now? Joe Buck's a Fox guy. Was he doing it? Yeah, I thought he was. Maybe he was doing the All-Star game. It was so bad, we don't even know who was doing it, bro. That that, that guy was not doing not doing the the Home Run Derby. We would have heard that. Interesting. Yeah, the Home Run Derby was good. And then also another great point that Schwally was talking about during the Home Run Derby is that they now, as a prize, they give a million dollars to the winner. So for all these... For what? For winning the home run derby, yeah, well, which is sweet, bro. This for is all so the sick. Young players who who just make like five hundred k a year, yeah. like Pete Alonso gets paid less than seven hundred k a year. Yeah. He just won a million dollars. Yeah, because he just got called up like, yeah. a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Actually, yeah. that's actually. Really and so cool. I thought that was a sick addition. Then you've got these young guys also actually wanting to be there. But also the thing is too, like it's the young guys that want to be be there, but they also have. Like, the young guys in the game are stars, too. Like, Otani's a star. Vlad yeah. Jr.'s a star. Pete Alonso's a star. Tatis. Like, all these guys Julia are stars. Jr., Juan Soto. These are, all, these are all stars. Like, that's the thing that, in the NBA, it's the biggest problem, is that none of the stars want to do the dunk contest anymore. Like, when we were growing up, the biggest thing was that Dwight Howard and, like, Nate Robinson, these guys were doing the dunk contest. Like, in the MLB, that's where they have to, they have to capitalize. They have all the stars who are willing to do... And it's been like that for years. It's been like that for years. Because, like, remember when we were younger, like, David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, Albert Pujols, Josh Hamilton, all of them were in it. Prince Fielder, They were in it every single year. Every year, those guys were in it. And, like, that was why it was so fun because it was the guys you know. Hank Aaron won it six times. Exactly, dude. Ken Griffey won it three. Like, these are big-name guys. Like, there's nothing better than seeing, like, the best player who's maybe on your team, like, the best slugger in the league. Go up there and just hit a bunch of home runs. Like the year Josh Hamilton hit like twenty eight in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that's what like, I was like. Or like, oh my goodness, dude, what a night! Dude, like, <laughs> and then he did. He didn't even make it out of the he second didn't even round. Win. Yeah, he, like he, he that's lost what, the second like, round. That's where the MLB has to capitalize, though. Like, if you have I these also, stars competing in it every year, that has to be like the way that you get people to watch. I also don't know if uh, I think Schwally, you might not agree with me on this take, but maybe you will. I think that MLB has the best all-star game as well. I was watching it, and it, the players actually try for the basic reason that the injury risk is not quite the same. It's not quite there. Yeah. And I think that makes baseball easy. Because players are even trying to show off. Like, pitchers, yeah. you know, you've got a one-on-one, pitchers to batters. Pitchers want to throw it as hard as they can and strike, like... Scherzer striking out, um, striking out Bogarts. Bogarts was mic'd up for it too, and he was like, "Damn, like, good pitch, good pitch." And then uh, the next inning, uh, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. hits a nuke. So, you know, players are actually trying their hardest, and 
I, I think baseball has a lot of potential right there. It's just straight up the marketing. They, they, no one, yeah. they don't know how to market correctly. Baseball's not unmarketable as well. Well, that's the thing, bro. It's like the All-Star game for me used to be like the best All-Star game ever because it mattered. And when the Red Sox were competitive, I'd need to see the AL win the All-Star game so we could get home field advantage. And you're right. Like the marketing's gone down. I think there is a little less value there now, but it's still an entertaining product. And bro, like, I don't know what happened, but during the Home Run Derby, you noticed how all the players were kind of wearing their jerseys, right? Like, you knew who Trey Mancini was, even though he's on the Orioles and you've never heard of him, because he was in an Orioles jersey. Admittedly, I didn't really watch the All-Star game last night, but I woke up, saw the highlights, and they're in these, like, disgusting blue, navy blue jerseys. You can barely oh, see the logo. Like, alive. you don't really know who's on what's team. Dude, one of my favorite things about the All-Star game was that they were all in different jerseys representing different teams. You see, like, that... The whole like diversity been, out there, I yeah, really didn't like yeah. it. They did the white versus, they used to do the I, white versus gray. To, like everyone would wear their white home whenever team it was. Yeah, in. yeah, they yeah. Gray. Yeah, but it's but it's and still, then in the home still everyone's derby. wearing the same like all star jersey. But to be fair to your no 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 it was their jersey no, with the all star patch on it. It was and then sick, it would be, bro. It would be whatever yeah, color. But, but, the, but then in the like, home run derby, it would be the all star uniform. Devers wasn't wearing the same jersey as Trey Mancini. No, there was like a little Boston logo on it somewhere, yeah, but it exactly. wasn't like the Red no, no, Sox no, no. jersey, yeah, it was, bro. It, was boss. it said Boss all the way down and NYY all the way down. Like, it was pretty big. They were just bad jerseys. But then I also will say that I, I like that more anyway because, yeah, show off what team these players are on for. Even yeah. people who don't really know, you know they're like, oh, where, where's my team? Which one? Oh, Do they still have the Boston rule, too, play? where everyone from like, every team has to have a player? Yes. Yeah. That's Every also. I also think that's a very represents. good rule they have. Yeah. Because the All Star rosters are big. Also, every yeah. team's gonna have at least one guy who's worthy of being. Yeah. There. And even if he's not entirely worthy, then so what? He gets this one chance yeah. to go to. the Remember when Alex Gordon used to get it like every year yeah, for Alex the Royals? Moore, yeah. Was, and then the Royals one year absolutely dominated it and had yeah. like seven. Because it was starters. in Kansas City. Yeah. 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 And then they were annoying about it for like the next three years. They yeah. kept, <laughs> kept voting themselves but, in. I, I don't know. I, I think it is an interesting event. I think that the problem is, like, there's not enough social media presence with the MLB. There just isn't. You look on a thing, like, if you follow, like, Bleacher Report or House of Highlights, especially House of Highlights, all you see on House of Highlights all the time are, like, these incredible, like, posterizing dunks or, like, these crazy, like, hits and catches in football. But, like, you don't really see, like, Fernando Tatis doing, like, crazy things on there. Well, so that's the thing. Does baseball have, just naturally, does it have something as exciting as a dunk? It does. Yeah, because Carabas, like, people who actually push the game on the Damien's point, like, there's not many of them, but the ones who actually do promote it have, like, a very, very good following. And, like, dude, I love when I go on Twitter and I just see Jared Carabas writing, like, Fernando Tatis with a bomb. Dude, I'm clicking on that immediately. but nothing's cooler than, I think everyone can agree, like, nothing is cooler than seeing a clip of, like, a guy just pimp a home run. Chicks like, dig the long ball. When, That's been, when, like, around forever. When you just... When you see Tatis blast a home run and just throw his bat in the air and just kind of just walk down Would the, the first baseline. Would you rather watch a 10-minute compilation of guys pimping their home runs or a 10-minute compilation of guys dunking? Yeah, obviously a 10-minute compilation, but I'm saying, like, a 10-second so clip. I just don't clip. know if naturally it has... But I'm same. saying, like, a 10-second clip. And it, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. But you just have to make it so it's like, yo, like... Who is that guy? Why was that short clip cool to me? Right? Like, 
they've made a living off of it with Alex Caruso. Like Alex Caruso is not cool, but like, like, like generically speaking, but like he has like a couple cool plays, and they just blast them in your face. They just pause. They just like they just <laughs> let them go. They just fucking post them everywhere. Yeah. Right, and they just shove it down your throat. Pause because at the end of the day, it's like feels good. Hey, <laughs> pause. pause. Feels warm because <laughs> no, but but seriously, because it works. And if you do that with baseball, it will eventually catch on because people will be like, "Yo, this is kind of cool." Like when Jose Batista hit that home run in the in the playoffs against the Rangers, like that went viral because it was an electric moment. And those moments happen all the time in the regular season, but they just don't get circulated enough. The last thing I wanted to touch on that graphic, dude, that we kept talking about on that home run derby. So they have you know the classic it. It's a classic home run derby. I can even... I'll explain this graphic and the listeners will understand <laughs> this one. After, the, after your round of home runs, they show the lines. The yellow lines, the arc of how far your home runs went, and then there's the one red line that's your furthest home run. Yeah. And so you have 15, 20 yellow lines and a red line. Half of the, half of the yellow lines would be ending in the wall. They would be going into the wall. So it would be like it wasn't a home run. The graphic just wasn't set was up wrong. correctly. Yeah. So it's and then like the furthest home run would be like ten rows deep, and it was like very clearly shift just incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> put together, and you're goddamn ESPN, <laughs> and it's something that simple you're messing up, and then you're wasting time on all these bullshit graphics to get your all the same yeah, metrics to, and for the, the intro stuff, yeah. and to get. The uh, to get the the advertisements out there, yeah, all the saber the metrics, State Farm, yeah. the uh, uh, Pete Alonso, his winning home run to make it to the final round, not to win the final round, to make it to the final round, they accidentally set off the fireworks and turned the lights out in the stadium as if he had just won it for a second. Well, that's not an ESPN problem. That that's an MLB problem. A, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> it, but that just like to add to the fact that like we were saying, it was just. A shit it just show. Wasn't it was organized. all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Bro, like, who are you marketing it to? What's your goal here? Like, where are you going with this? Yeah. For the first, like, at least four or five, like, rounds or whatever, the announcers would announce the wrong number of home runs every single every time. Single so there was a delay on the counter, the counter and so it'd wrong. be like 29 home runs, and it'd click like a second after, and they'd be like, Pete Alonso with a great 28 home run round, and then you'd see it click up one, and he would have hit 29. It's like, dude, they blew it four or five get, times in a row. You can get a 30-second bonus for hitting two homers 440-plus, and another 30 seconds for hitting one 475-plus. When you hit two 440-plus, they would show... 30-second bonus earned. If you hit the 475-plus, they would never change it to one minute. So you just found so out at the just, end of the round. You, you, you have, have to wait until the end of the round seconds. to see if they got the full minute or if it's still just the 30 seconds. Oh. Something as simple as that. It's like it's just like, were you even trying, ESPN? Like, yeah. Was there any effort given? <laughs> it's like, it's just like, it's similar to what you see in sports video games lately. No efforts put into the game, and you're expected to spend all this money. The ESPN is trying to make all this money on advertising. It's like they think all of their their customers and their consumers are idiots who will sit there and watch or play through absolutely anything. And it's like, like TNT does a good job. TNT has very entertaining stuff. They're inside the NBA is awesome. It's not like a minute and a half, two minutes of 
It's the basics. Not good content. It's and the then basics. advertisements. It's literally the basics. It's like you could be TV twenty years ago was absurdly more entertaining, and it shouldn't be that way with What's all the these camera that, angles and all of that type of stuff. The thing that everyone talks about, like nowadays, is like how much better Sports Center was ten years ago. Like the the old setup and the old studio and the old like rundown they used to have on the side, like everything about it was just better because it was so simple. Now they have these huge studios in LA that like are like these new futuristic look to them, and they have all these these the experts. These, yeah, these well, not even like the the people who are who are the anchors aren't even sports people. They're just about they're yeah. just news they're yeah. just news people who are good at reading a teleprompter who look they, decent. Like yeah, they used to have they used to have people who my, genuinely care about sports. My like Scott favorite, Van Pelt, Stuart Scott, like uh, Scott Stan, Van Pelt. That like he's one of the only guys he is. Like all these I, guys, love, they used to care. You know what I love is when I tune in on first take on ESPN in the morning, and Max Kellerman isn't there, and Stephen A. Smith isn't there, and they both have replacements. How do you have your show, and the two main? co-hosts aren't even that what's the chick molly is sometimes there yeah so it can still be first oh great because oh, molly's great. Oh, great. there we have molly okay great. 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 We have molly. okay <laughs> there's no reason for espn to to start improving and to start like <laughs> selling yeah. out more money because they be don't better because they they're don't making you, more because they make all the yeah. money they need like yeah. they're gonna make money regardless that's the thing they know it they know it because there's no competition like who are you like am i really gonna just like like the thing is, I don't really watch Sports Center anymore. I don't really watch that much. Like all the sports I watch are like stuff on YouTube, and like yeah, I don't even know how and, they make more money now. Yeah, like I don't really watch. I don't like, know anyone that like watches sports, sports television that much. Yeah. You know, like it's just like I don't know, dude. Like I remember getting up in the morning at like five fifty six o'clock and sitting down and watching like sports sports in the morning. Yeah, sports center. I'd put on Sports Center, see what's going on, and then I would be pissed because my bus would come at like six. 54 right and top yeah, 10 plays the top on. 10 would exactly. come on at 652 kid, or something every kid <laughs> has had the same experience the <laughs> no the worst the worst was on fridays it was not top 10 it was not it top was 10 thing ever. and there's only one and the thing about not top 10 it's not like normal top 10 where they play throughout the day they only play, yeah, they play it in the morning yeah. and it's done it's done you're never going to see it again because at night when you get home the six o'clock sports center is going to play yes, top 10 that's plays the regular again. sports center yeah oh dude it's horrible everyone had the same shit everyone had that experience but now like dude who now, cares yeah, bro yeah, who cares i mean see but now you don't even need the sports center I could, you can just force it down people's throats that's what he has, the nba does and that's what you're saying works exactly MLB. i don't i could i could tell you like the exact schedule that i used to watch like every day like i would get up six in the morning sports center then get home after school like three thirty, turn on the tv the jump was on and then four highly questionable with dan levitard four thirty. there's a little break so i kind of you know, go eat something five yeah. around the horn five thirty. pti talk dude Nah, Mike and Mike no, was I never, five. I never, I never switched. Talk, intentional talk was was probably. I never, favorite. I never switched to MLB. I kept it on ESPN the whole time. Uh, yeah, so I would, I, would, I, would watch, I would watch just MLB tonight. I would sit watching TV for hours. Five thirty, around the horn. Uh, five thirty. Pardon the interruption. Six o'clock Sports Center. Seven o'clock whatever game was on. Yeah, and that was on either ESPN, Nesson, or or Comcast Sportsnet. And like that was every single night, dude. Like, and you like growing up, you watched Sports Center, bro. Like, I learned 
half the sports I know how to play, or all the sports I know how to play, is because I watched sports in a grown up. God, yeah. I wouldn't even know what I was watching half the time. No, like these people, <laughs> like these people, like they don't care. Like they don't care. They're just they just make money, and that's when I stopped. Like there was people in Sports Center who just would be on there and just talk, and it's yeah. like you're just a you're just a news anchor. Like you could go tell me the weather right now or how the traffic is on one twenty eight. Like you're so not much, you're not good so at much, sports. And there's so much like news on ESPN now. That's not yeah. sports. It's, yeah. Maybe it has something to do with, like, an athlete or something, <laughs> but it's definitely, like, it's not no, sports. It's not highlights. Like, yeah. I feel like so, that was a, a, that was what I was like, about to say. I don't LeBron, see highlights anymore. Who when cares, do you see highlights on ESPN, bro? Who cares what LeBron's doing 24-7? Like, Dude, the point of watching SportsCenter growing up was, like I said, when they had that, when they had that rundown on the side of the screen, yeah. and you saw, oh, Red Sox-Yankees, you waited until that thing Got came it. down, and then once you watch it, you're good. But if you miss it, you have to wait another hour just to see that. You have to wait a whole another hour, and you have to watch the whole syndication again. Ah, just had everything, dude. There's something about there's it. There's just man. something about it. Like those, dude. I remember the summer just staying home. Like I would be home alone just all day, and just Sports Center would literally play all day. Yeah, it was Sit from seven in the morning until I don't know, like three in the afternoon. Just Sports Center, just all day, and it was the same thing. Yeah, it was the same people, and I would just watch it. Acting like something new was going to come up. And it wouldn't. It would never. Never. <laughs> Sometimes you get like a new little alert at the bottom yeah. on the ticker. There'd be like a, oh, developing story. Developing story. <laughs> Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, Tim Tebow's coming back to four. Like, okay, buddy. Hang time headlines. As always, like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, drop a review on Apple Podcasts. We're out. Thank you, guys. Peace. Ciao. Balling crazy with the hang time.